Today, in the church calendar, we remember the holy martyrs, Minodora, Metrodora, and Nymphodora. They were three sisters from some place in Asian Bithynia. Brought up in a Christian spirit, they withdrew from the city into the desert, desiring to lift up their minds to God and free themselves from the illusory world, and thus to live their lives in purity and virginity as true brides of Christ. This was at the beginning of the fourth century. They gave themselves to fasting, prayer, and toil. And a God adorned them with the gift of wonder-working. As happens so often with the saints, they retreat to the desert to be with God, and then they encounter a crowd eventually, because people find out about them. And so it was with these sisters. People began to bring the sick to them for healing. They became known against their will. A certain governor named Fronten heard of them and brought them to trial. Seeing them, the governor was amazed at their beauty. For although they were nuns and their bodies were withered, their faces were radiant, illumined by an inner peace and the grace of God. The governor at first flattered them and promised to send them to the emperor who would give them to marriage, give them in marriage to his nobles. But when he realized that his flattery and promises were having no effect on these brides of Christ, the Lord, he ordered first that Minadora be put to torture and her sisters be thrown into prison. After harsh torture, the governor cried to Minadora, all wounded, and covered in blood, offer sacrifice to the gods. To this the holy martyr replied, Don't you see that I am doing nothing but offer myself in sacrifice to my God? When she expired under torture, the governor brought out her two sisters and stood them beside Minodora's dead body, and pointing to it, urged them to deny Christ. As they remained steadfast, he tortured them to death. At that, at that moment, a thunderbolt fell from the sky and killed the soulless Fronten and his servants. So the Christians came and buried the bodies of these three sisters, these holy martyrs, who suffered at the time, sometime between the year 305 and 311 in the time of Galerius, and they entered into rest in the kingdom of Christ. Also, we remember St. Pulcheria, the Empress. She was the daughter of the Emperor Arcadius, and she vowed to remain in perpetual virginity, and as an earnest of this vow, had a table of gold and precious stone made for the cathedral. She reigned together with her brother, Theodosius the Younger, and was greatly zealous for the Orthodox faith. It was at her instigation that the Third Ecumenical Council in Ephesus 
was summoned, which condemned the Nestorian heresy. The Nestorian heresy was generated by, of course, Nestorius, who was the patriarch of Constantinople. Very powerful person. He refused to call Jesus Christ, or to call Mary the mother of God. He would only call her the mother of Christ. Now, how could Mary be the mother of God? I asked the children this this morning, and I was so pleased that after some thought, Victoria was able to answer and explain it. How could Mary be the mother of her creator? How could Mary be the mother of the one who brought her into existence and who existed before time began, who exists outside of time and beyond creation? Well, it's because Mary gave to Christ the Lord the divine person, the divine Logos, who has a human, a divine nature. She gave to him his human nature. All the genetic material that he needed was supplied by her and in a mystery somehow by the Holy Spirit falling upon her. This is a mystery beyond nature. And yet the human nature that he has, he got from her. And he will always be her son according to his human nature. And since his human nature is indivisibly joined to his divine nature, inseparable, he's not two persons, he's only one person. He is a divine person and human person. He is God, and so therefore Mary is the mother of God. And Nestorius could not wrap his mind around this, apparently, and so he would not call her the mother of God. There are many today who have a hard time calling Mary the mother of God. And yet, if, if you speak to any true Christian and explain this theology in very clear terms, ultimately they will agree with you that Mary is the mother of God. She built the famous church of the mother of God at Black Renee in Constantinople. After Theodosius' death, she married Marcion, who was chosen as emperor, and lived with him as a brother. It was she who found the relics of the 40 martyrs of Sebast, and she entered into rest in the Lord on September 10th, 453, at the age of 55. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ.